episode 25, who would have thunk it? I know, right? This is like straight up a, a institution of the comic book space at this point. It's probably um, the longest running podcast ever that I've done. Yeah, and it's weird because it's one of them things where it feels like we've done it for ages, but at the same time it doesn't, and it's weird. I mean, we have done it for like seven months nearly. Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're <laughs> yeah, but just over seven months. Um, Only missed like, what, three episodes in that whole time? No, we missed three when you had COVID and then one when you're in London. Four. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking good going, to be fair. Yeah, that, like... We've been very consistent. Mm. And we're the locked in with that consistency, like with shorts going hard again as well. Mm-hmm. So I think, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure we're over 600 uploads on YouTube now. Jeez. Yeah. Coming for that one. I mean, that's what, that, that's what 60 shorts a week for the last yeah, week yeah. does. Just absolutely. Um, yeah. Farming just, the content. Look, yeah, I'm ramming it down people's throats. And like, the, the, oh, yeah. I mean, I've been very open that my plan is for this is just we're just going to be in everyone's way so that they can't ignore us, mm-hmm. and it's working. Like I sent you a couple of screenshots the other day of people commenting on our TikToks, going, "I've not liked any of your posts yet. You're always on my for you page. Go away." <laughs> and I'm just like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I will not. No, we are. Yeah, this is we're... working." And you've commented now, which means even more. Um, what really made me laugh on our TikTok the other day, we got a comment. Um, and it was a really weird comment. It was just, mmm, 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 mmm. So I watched the clip, and it was me explaining one of the episodes of The Boys to you. Oh, me the And you just sat there like this, just going, hmm. Hmm. Just nodding along like a note. Yeah, 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 yeah. I laughed it for five minutes, because that was a brilliant comment. Perfect. It's exactly um, how I was feeling in my head. Yeah, well, I, I, re- I saw the comment. And I'm like, does this person disagree with what we're saying in this clip? I, uh, so I was like, I have to watch the clip. I need context. And I'm talking. I'm like, okay. I mean, there's nothing. And then you started doing that, and I was like, ah, that's what it is. Was it like a random part as well? It wasn't even like part one. Um, yeah, I think it was like part seven. So they probably have no clue that I just haven't watched it. Yeah. Um, and on the other side of that, we're getting fucking some of the shittiest comments in the world on YouTube. Yeah. And the annoying thing is, they're not even like shitty about us like being bad or anything. It's just like shitty opinions. Well, I mean, that's... like I, I had to. I, I'm going to be completely honest. If a comment's got a really shitty, bigoted opinion, because I'm the kind of person who'll nibble and fight with them, I just remove the comment so I don't have to see it. <laughs> um, and like we got one today, and it was just uh, Ms. Marvel just woke bullshit anyway. So I was like, yeah, no, I either nibble or I remove the comment, so I just remove the comment. Um, but yeah, so I mean, if if you're coming here from one of the shorts and you wanted to leave a shitty comment, just know it's going to get removed anyway, so save yourself some time. Um, so you get removed or I'll troll you, so. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one a win-win on our side and a lose-lose for you, so. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, how's your week been? Um, been chill, been a lot more productive this week. Compared to last week, last week you I felt got like over I'd... the postland blues. Yeah, I felt like I did nothing last week, but play Valorant, which is not a bad thing. And perks of the trade. Well, yeah, I mean, but... I need to get back to playing Valorant. I've got my new mouse now. Oh, nice. I've got my G Pro Wireless, which is the mouse I've wanted for fucking ages. 
got, oh, you got it on Prime on it. Yeah, Prime Day, didn't you? Mm-hmm. But yeah, got work done this week, been more productive. Finally sat down at the weekend and edited all my photos from just the weekend of London. <laughs> of which I I knew I'd done this because I was like it's it's a common thing to do when you're doing like event photography is you always like shoot in burst or whatnot. So you're taking way more photos in the hopes that yeah. one of them is it's good. Because of all the movement, isn't yeah. it? So it's like, it's almost like, I know it doesn't work this way, but it's almost like recording the entire event and then going through it frame by frame. But yeah. instead, you're just saving yourself a little bit of time by taking pictures of key moments. It's how yeah. a lot of sports photographers oh, yeah, as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So what happened was I had 1,200 plus photos from two days. By the time I'd done one pass through it to get rid of all the shit ones, I was down to 200. <laughs> Yeah, and then and like, that's exactly why you shoot in bursts. And then like a clean, like a second pass on it just to get pick the good ones. It's like I think I edited yeah. 120 photos from just two days, but I got nice. some great photos, um, especially of Moist winning, and even yeah, the Falcons. The, did you post the one of them like hugging a, a, a one of them? Yeah, I got yeah, that was a fucking sick. That's, photo. that's not even my favorite one. Like it was like probably the most like average one of them. Winning, even though it, even even though you were there under KCP, you were allowed to sell that photo to Moist Esports. I, so this is this is the thing. <laughs> just tweet, just tweet. I oh, I'll hundred percent gonna twist, 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 twist it. <laughs> I'm gonna hundred percent tweet like a four photos of Moist winning, and just like just to put them on Twitter and tag Moist and Moist Got Esports. I have no interest in selling these photos to people. Like, I'm just happy to, like, I was there for KCP. These are all bonus. Like, it's just clout. You don't, you don't say that openly on the internet, nah, Harry. <laughs> I, I have no interest. Because as soon as I start trying to make money off my photography, it gets to, like, it ruins it. Um, okay, i tell you what, Moist Esports, I will sell you, Harry <laughs> <Tonger. laughs> Whoa, copyright. I'll, I'll DMCA you. <laughs> um, but no, I'll 100% post them on Twitter for clout, though. Oh, got to be done. 100%. And, and all the cast and stuff. But yeah, that's that's been my week. How, how's your week been? Um, my week's been really good, actually. Um, I had my probation meeting at my job today. Because oh. um, I don't know if you're from a different country. I don't know how it works in a lot of other countries. In the UK, basically, every job has a six-month probationary period. Yeah, three or six months. Um, So today was my meeting for that. I passed. I wasn't particularly worried about it. I mean, it's, it's actually like a month late. <laughs> how little I was worried about. I was like, I mean, if there was a real issue, they'd have got rid of me by now. Yeah. Um, but the good news was they didn't want to extend it either, which is always nice. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a pretty chill Sweet. week. Um, I'm off next week because oh. me and Jenna have got a wedding we're going to. Oh. Um, Anyone yeah. else? Norfolk. But, I mean, the weather in the UK right now is beautiful, yeah. so it's going to be nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be 30 degrees the entire day of the actual wedding. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. Make sure you drink water because alcohol will screw you up in heat. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm a JD drinker for weddings. I'm genuinely ah. considering switching to cider because the reception mm. is outside on blankets. Oh well. Okay. Yeah. So in the sun drinking whiskey, there is a real danger that that goes wrong fast. <laughs> I mean, um, any, I pro- any alcohol. Yeah, no, but I mean, whiskey and cider are different grades. Yeah, you know, yeah, I can drink yeah, cider yeah, yeah. all day and it's not going to leave me, like, wrecked. True, true, but true. whiskey, there's that moment where it could all go very wrong in that kind of weather. 
should see if they do cocktails. <laughs> yeah, Starring, I'll, I'll, like holiday I'll level cocktails. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be really nice. Yeah, I'll be good. Um, but yeah, um, I think that leads us nicely into our our catch up. This is really weird because like six, seven, eight, nine weeks now, whatever it's been, it's mm. been like episode after episode after episode. Yeah, and this is. The, We'll just title this episode 25, The Finale. Really clickbait if we had people <laughs> who were really invested in this, True. in the podcast. They're like, the last ever episode. It's like, no, it's just we have the finale to everything this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into that, character profile. Yes. So I've been struggling with character profiles. And I was before watching the episode of Miss Marvel that led me to doing the Red Dagger character profile, I decided to do mm. some research try and find some character profiles that make sense. Um, and then I came across a character that makes sense, but also a character that I quite enjoy. Um, so we've got a Blue Beetle film coming next year. I don't know. What? what? Here's the thing. I thought Blue Beetle was quite a well-known character, but it doesn't seem like they are that well-known. Yeah, I have no clue. I saw this on the thing and I was like, I have no idea. This is some obscure so, character Connor's plucked out of... People who recognise that name who aren't massive comics people, you probably know the name from the Batman, the Brave and the Bold TV show, which was a fucking lit cartoon. Um, but basically, I mean, that's why we do the character profiles for lesser known characters, so yeah. that you don't feel so left out when they're coming around. So Blue Beetle is a DC character. Um, okay. It's also a legacy character at this point. So the version we're talking about is Jaime Reyes, but that's actually the third Blue Beetle. Um, before him, we had Ted Cord, and then Dan Garrett. Um, and he's he's a he's a such a cool character in my opinion. Um, so Jaime is from El Paso, Texas, as you can probably discern from his last name. He's also of Mexican descent, mm-hmm. um, which is another absolute dub for inclusivity. Um, him being the main character of his own film next year. Um, and basically, what the Blue Beetle is is. So you had Dan Garrett, who found the Blue Beetle Scarab, which is basically a bit of an alien artifact, which gave him enhanced abilities. Um, He then taught Ted Cord, um, and when Dan Garrett died, he passed the Scarab on to Ted Cord. But Mm -hmm. the Scarab wouldn't work for Ted Cord. So what we got instead was kind of like a Iron Man-esque approach. Oh, okay. So Ted, Ted Cord is insanely intelligent and lots of money from old family business, which initially he had no part of, but his dad then died and he kind of had to take it over. Right. Um, so he used his money in that to kind of develop technology to allow him to act as the Blue Beetle without the Scarab. Got you. Um, you might know that... I feel like you might recognise this character's name, even though I, there's no reason for you to, but he's a very you character, I feel. His name is Booster Gold. No. No. If you ever get a chance, I mean, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do a bit on him. Booster Gold's a fucking brilliant character. I think you'd really like him. Um, but basically, Ted Cord and Booster Gold are friends. Um, and in one, like uh, one of the various events that happen in these universes, Ted Cord died. Um, and somehow triggered the the Scarab, which everyone thought was destroyed, to reemerge and land in El Paso, Texas. 
um, at which point Jaime, on his way home from school, um, came across the scarab. Right. The thing with the scarab, it grafted itself to the base of Jaime's spine. That sounds painful. I don't actually know if it was painful, but yes, it does sound very <laughs> fucking painful. But basically, as I'm sure most of you can discern from the term grafted, it means he can't just remove it when he wants to. Mm. Um, so, like, I there was a number of stories where, like, Batman and co. were like, this is a kid with a very dangerous piece of technology. We should probably try and remove this. And then they realized, like, ah, we can't. It will probably kill him. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Um, so the Scarab kind of has a mind of its own. But Jaime, when he's like fully paying attention, can take control over it. Okay. Um, but like, I mean, he's a young hero, kind of like Spider-Man s kind of hero, being very young, very powerful, and not always knowing what's going on. The classic. So the Scarab kind of having a little bit of its mind of its own complains to that whole inexperience a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, but basically, the way the Scarab works is. It's obviously not visible when it's just in its base form, but mm. it, it can like cover his body in like super durable armor that also makes him super strong. Kind of in a way that Moon Knight's suit does that to him. Yeah, think of like the Iron Man kind of nanotech armor. Oh, okay. That we saw okay. in game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and very similarly to that as well, it allows him to fly. Handy. And it kind of conjures up weapons similar to, like, the nanotech armor or a cyborg kind of character. Right. I get you. Um, it's obviously a lot easier than the nanotech armor because, I mean, that had to be designed, whereas this is, like, embedded, like, in him. So it's, like, a passive thought kind of thing. Yeah. He's like, oh, a flamethrower will come in handy right now and his arm turns into a flamethrower kind of thing. Um... So, yeah, Jaime is a very interesting character. Also, in the grand scheme of comic books, quite a new character. I think his first appearance was 2006. Mm. Yeah, um, so. He's been a part of the Teen Titans briefly. Other than that, it doesn't seem like he's been on too many teams. Um, I'm really interested to see what kind of film we get out of him next year. Um, but the Blue Beat was a very interesting character. Ted Cord's Blue Beetle is also very interesting. So, I mean... If that seems like your kind of character, maybe go and um, give him a read. Mm, sounds cool. Um, so, yeah, this brings us on to finale week. <laughs> the finale. Um, I've put Miss Marvel first in the running order, but I mm -hmm. want to talk about the boys first. Mm -hmm. um, no, I haven't seen so. it. So. <laughs> 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 See, here's the thing now, Hori. We've hit the finale. So this just makes it even easier for you to avoid watching the boys. This was my plan all along. <laughs> so I'm I'm just gonna remember to add it in every week that I'm gonna ask you if you've watched the boys yet. Yeah, yeah. You, you, here's the thing. I know you're gonna hate it, but eventually you're gonna cave and watch it, and you're gonna love it. And you know what the thing is me. though. Now we've got the Miss Marvel finale, and there's no show on at the moment. Yeah, it's probably worth you doing it for content. It's the easiest time to do it because there's no other things yeah. distracting me. Um, but anyway, the boys' finale was phenomenal. As far as I am concerned, 
that finale has cemented the first three seasons of this show as one of the greatest shows of all time. And I think a lot of the internet's tending to agree with me. It is being it is being spoken about in the echelons with your Breaking Bads and the Sopranos and stuff like that. It has been some peak storytelling, and I cannot wait for the next season. I think it has also given Amazon a lot of stock in the viewer market of people going, maybe getting Prime Video is worth it. Mm. Because if they can produce this kind of show maybe like the Lord of the Rings show is definitely going to be worth watching now instead of a, oh I'll see what the reviews are like kind of thing yeah oh, that's coming in isn't it? yeah we we might have September to, yeah we might have to yeah, add we're, that we're, into we're, the rotary we're, 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 we're gonna watch it anyway it might be worth doing it um <laughs> so what what it's basically all roads are coming to an end in the um the boys finale as a finale basically always is. We've got Butcher and Huey and Co and Soldier Boy going. Well, I mean, obviously first they have to try and reconcile. Is Soldier Boy fight Homelander now that he knows he's his dad? Um, we've got Homelander trying to work out what he's going to do now that he knows Soldier Boy is his dad. Noir has decided that he's ready to fight Soldier Boy after their past. Kamiko's got her powers back, and Kamiko, Starlight, Mother's Milk, Frenchie have decided they need to stop Soldier Boy because it's going to end badly. You've got the Deep just trying to continue to suck the soul out of Homelander's cock so that he can be successful again. You've got A-Train trying to work out what the fuck to do with a racist piece of shit heart now pumping his body. Oh, yeah. So, like, there's... You know, like, in the moments in, like, your life where it feels like everyone has got serious shit going on at the same time? Yeah. And as a result of that, you kind of forget about some people's serious shit. Yeah. That's legitimately what was happening in this finale, but somehow it didn't feel rushed either. I mean, granted, they knew they had another season already agreed, so they didn't need to rush literally every little bit of the stories to come through. Yeah. They were like, well, some of these stories we can continue into the next series. Some of them will cut off and open up for new stories, which is fine. But the way they did it was phenomenal. Um, so I'm, I might get the order wrong, so don't shout at me if you're watching this about, oh, you said this happened, but it was actually this order. Um, it's literally been a week since I watched it. But Homelander found out where Ryan, his son, was being kept. Okay. And went to see him. And after Ryan's last interaction with Butcher at like the beginning of this series, where he decided Butcher was now an arsehole, he's kind of willing to give his dad another chance, which is obviously a bad idea, because Homelander's a fucking psycho. Yeah. Um... So he agrees to go with him, which is panic. And I think Homelander's willing to try and be a better father after now realising he did actually have a father who wasn't a father to him. We kind of get a scene of the boys saying, sorry, Huey and Butcher 
saying to Soldier Boy, okay, come on, the time is now, let's go kill Noir, and then we'll kill Homelander. Sorted. And like, you, although he looks like he's going along with it, we're not 100% sure if Soldier Boy's going to flake out on them. Right. So it's almost like they're trying to rush and get it done now before he has time to decide he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, before it changes his mind. Yeah, exactly. Um, then we get uh, Starlight and Co. Mm-hmm. The other boys, but who don't want to kill everyone. <laughs> um, rock up Good at place. the apartment. No, fuck, I've missed something. See, I've oh. already done it. Um, basically, the Department of Justice is getting ready to raid Vault Tower after Starlight exposing Homelander live. Oh. And as a result of that, they need to get Maeve out of the security bunker at the bottom, because if they find Maeve in prison there, that's, like, enough evidence for them to really go after him. Um, Transporting her out goes a little bit wrong, and Maeve manages to break out, which is obviously good, because we like Maeve. Okay. Maeve arrives at Mother's Milk Apartment to join the good boys. Um, although she is kind of more leaning to agree with the bad boys <laughs> because she wants Homelander dead. And she also hasn't seen firsthand how unfucking stable Soldier Boy is. Um, so they rock up at the apartment to kind of go, no, we're doing this our way, not your way. Mm-hmm. At which point Maeve takes the... Um, nerve gas that Frenchie's managed to procure to have a chance of subduing Soldier Boy and very carelessly launches it out the fucking window so somewhere on the other side of New York someone's just been nerve gassed but that doesn't really get resolved (laughs) just want to eat in their lunch she just throws it straight out the window obviously she's super strong so it goes a fucking way but like I mean it's got to land somewhere (laughs) should have done this post credit scene that would have been fucking hilarious, to be honest. Um, and she kind of changes sides and helps them lock the good boys in the vault in that building. So the Maeve, Huey... No, Huey changed sides. He went in with the good boys and he was trapped in the vault. He was like, yeah, maybe we don't need to kill him. Okay. Um, so he kind of got locked away. Rookie error. Um, and Soldier Boy... So yeah, Maeve Butcher, who took V again like a fucking dumbass, because obviously that we've now found out that that can be fatal. Yeah. And Soldier Boy decides they're gonna attack Vault Tower. Okay. We then cut back to Vault Tower where we see Noir turning back up because obviously he's been MIA. Mm-hmm. And Homeland is like, it's "Good to see you, buddy. Did you know that he was my dad?" <laughs> Awkward. And he's like. Yeah, I knew. Obviously, he didn't say anything because he doesn't speak. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I can see through your mask because of my eyes and stuff. So I know how mangled and fucked your face is. So although everyone sees like the outside and they're like, oh, he's unreadable. I can see every micro expression you have. I always know what you're thinking. But the fact that you managed to keep this secret from me ruins all of our trust. So then he punches a hole in his stomach and rips his guts out. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, um, broken trust will do that. 
Yeah, and then we get a genuinely heartbreaking scene of Noir on the floor bleeding out and all of his mental cartoon characters coming over to comfort him in his dying moments. Oh. Which was genuinely very sad, which is genuinely fucking impressive. Um, And then Homelander takes the helmet of Noir and uses it to scare the holy crap out of Deep, A-Train, and Ashley. Ashley obviously doesn't have superpowers. Mm-hmm. He exposes Ashley being, as being bald, because basically when she's super stressed, she's been ripping her hair out. Right. So he's like, take off that fucking wig, it's embarrassing. So basically he like, dehumanizes the three of them in front of each other. Shit. Yeah, yeah, he, he's like... When I never had a family growing up, when I got told I was going to have the seven, I thought it was finally going to be the family I always wanted, and instead I got fu- stuck with you fucks. Oofed. Yeah. Um, so now he's just kind of fully accepted. He's not even going to try and be nice to them um, and help them be, like, a family. He's just going to use them because you do what I say, otherwise you die. Yeah. Um... So then he sends the deep out on an errand. That errand is killing a major senator who's tipped to be the next vice president. So just, you know, tiny little bit of treason. Nothing major. Um, then we get the showdown of them arriving at Vault Tower to kill Homelander. Right. Soldier Boy sees Homelander and he goes, where's Noir? And he goes, oh, I killed him. To which... To which Butcher turns and basically goes, All right, Noir's already dealt with, kill your fucking kid. Oh. Um, but Homelander's obviously decided that family's important to him now because he's reconciled with Ryan and his dad's there. He's like, Hey, we don't have to do this. But we can be we can we can we can be dad and dad and son and grandson and we can be fucking unstoppable. This is this is lit. We get to be a family. To which, mm. basically, you've got to remember Soldier Boy comes from the 40s. To which he basically went, you're a giant fucking pussy and I'm embarrassed of you. Um, yeah, which, I mean, bearing in mind we know how much of a little crybaby Homelander is. Like, over genuinely mild stuff. Mm-hmm. Being reamed out by his father, who he's only just met. Yeah. As, as I'm sure you can imagine, was pretty heartbreaking for him. Tough scene, um, honestly. And if he wasn't such a flaming arsehole, I'd probably have felt bad for him. Um, at which point they kind of start fighting a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, Soldier Boy starts powering up to like nuke him. Oh, okay. But Ryan jumps in front of him. So Butcher, not realizing that Ryan's now f- like fully on Homelander's side, then tackles Soldier Boy because he doesn't want Ryan to get hurt. Right. Um, so then you get a bit of Maeve and Homelander beating the shit out of each other, which was fucking awesome. You get a fight scene between Soldier Boy and Butcher, which again mm-hmm. was fucking awesome. And then the good boys rock up, and basically their whole thing is subdue Soldier Boy enough so that he can't nuke the entire building. Mm hmm until Frenchie can remake the gas in Vault's lab to knock him out. Got you. Um, 
So they continue to do this, leads to a great fight scene. There's not really a lot to say about the fight scene, which is heartbreaking because it's a great fight scene and it does like in a weird way make the episode. Mm. But like, what can you say about a fight scene? Yeah. <laughs> it's Must just it's, a, it's it's another really good one, like the one in the Hero Gasm episode. That's all I can say. Um, it's just top tier. Um, then Soldier Boy starts nuking up. I guess you could call it. Mm -hmm. um, they get the gas. They try and gas him, but he manages to fight them off. Which, bear in mind, again, this is a nerve agent that should kill people. Um, mm. And he's just, like, chugging it to try and get him to go to sleep, and it's not even really working. Um, So he manages to fling it off, and he's about to explode and kill everyone, at which point Maeve tackles him out the fucking window. Ooh. Um, and there's a big explosion with them just outside of the clearance of the building so that no one really gets hurt. Classic. Um, we then get, like, a moment where it looks like Butcher and Homelander are about to have it out. Mm -hmm. But then Ryan kind of goes and goes, uh, Butcher, just fuck off, basically. Just leave me and my dad alone. And then Homelander's like, he's giving you one last chance here, just go. So it was kind of a weird moment where Homelander was almost like, I don't want to fight anymore, and I'm trying to be a better dad than my dad. So my son said to just let you go, so I'm going to let you go this one time. Interesting. And again, because Ryan didn't want them to fight, Butch is almost like, okay, I'm going to do it for the kid as well. Right, yeah. Um, so they all kind of leave and go their separate ways. We get a scene of like the boys' headquarters. Mm -hmm. where Starlight's like, cool, I guess I'm one of the boys now. Um, which, again, really fucking cool um, that she's like fully part of the boys, even though she's been working with them since the beginning. She's like given up fully her role in the Seven mm -hmm. um, to be part of the boys full time. Um, we also get Butcher at the hospital getting told he's got like six months to live, maybe a year if he's lucky because of the damage the temp fee's done to him. Yeah. Um, we get to see that Maeve didn't die in the explosion somehow. Um, but she did lose her powers. Oh. So now she gets to be with the woman she's loved for years but couldn't be with because of Homelander. Um, and basically they're going to run away and hide and be quiet somewhere and just try and live normally. Live happily ever after. Yeah. I, I, doubt, we're gonna, I doubt they're going to get that, but you never know. <laughs> um... We see. One second, let me make sure I've got this right. Yeah, we see Soldier Boy, who's obviously not dead, mm -hmm. um, back in like a knockout chamber with that nerve gas being pumped into it constantly to keep him stum. Okay. Um, being put in like a mega prism, so that he's out of the way because like they can't they can't kill him. They don't know how to kill him. Yeah. So like the best we can do is just keep him knocked the fuck out. Put all him on the time. ice. Yeah, literally. Um, which I mean, if it doesn't rear his its ugly head next season, it will definitely come back season five, because um, it's a huge actor and a very powerful character that's difficult to just leave unattended. Yeah. Um. What else do we get? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we get a moment where, so you got to remember, Homelander. Although I'm in the comics, he wasn't 
exactly like this. I mean, he's still a piece of shit, but they've obviously mm. updated him to be more relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, he's kind of acting like a bit like Trump. Ah. In that kind of, he has his extremist to a chirping that everything against him is fake news and all that kind of ah. shit. Okay. Um, so he, he goes down to all of his loyal subjects and he goes, I've got someone to introduce you guys to. This is my son, Ryan. So then Ryan flies down and says hi to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone throws a cannon. It hits Ryan in the head. Mm. Um, and Homelander literally lasers his fucking brains out in front of everyone. <laughs> which obviously he's never done before. Um, but then you get, you know, I told you how um, MM's daughter's stepdad was one of homelander's extremists yeah i remember that he starts cheering for him when he sees this and then everyone starts cheering for him so he should murder this person in cold blood and all of his fucking cronies are cheering for him like covered in the guy's blood they're all there like yeah go homelander and then we finish with a shot of ryan's face going like this Oh no! Yeah. So we've got a little mini Homelander on the um on the cards. So season four is gonna be fucking lit. <laughs> Sounds like it's gonna be chaotic as shit. Yeah. Um. So you definitely need to catch up before season four. Oh, I've probably got plenty of time, right? Um, probably year eighteen months, I'd imagine. Ah, oh, plenty of time then. Um, but yeah, no, fucking awesome. Um, and then again, as we've been able to do every week, which I love so much, the very light-hearted Miss Marvel finale. <laughs> the complete change of tone. Yeah. So what I'm going to say straight off the bat, I've bitch and moaned about every single Marvel finale. You have. I've been and here. And don't get me wrong, as a raw episode, this was not the best finale. However, compared to the other episodes in the series... I think this was the only finale that wasn't a drop-off in quality. Okay. Yeah? So this this finale didn't take the entire series and just be a bit worse than it. This was just as good as the rest of the series, if not a bit better. Yeah. In my opinion. I also feel like um, this, the pacing in this finale... It was so good. So, so much good. better than all the other finales. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, I mean, we said a couple of the episodes earlier felt a little bit off pacing-wise, which I mm. think allowed this episode's pacing to be good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so that's still a problem that needs to be fixed. But I feel like a finale is the lasting impression you get. So it's yeah. important that it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying really hard not to jump to the end of the episode because this has melted my brain and it and it needs to be discussed but I'm going to try and review the episode as it should be done first. Um, so we get the hilarious scene quite near the beginning of Kamala coming out to her family as a superhero. Yeah. and the... Obviously, it's already been leaked throughout the family. Yeah, because parents are terrible with technology. Yep. Um, which relate. is just, it's really funny, but it's also so relatable. Yeah. How often have you had big news that you've told one family member and you're like, but don't tell everyone, I want to tell everyone together. And then everyone already knows before you get to do it. 
it happens all the time. And how many parents um, have you got that have stopped watching something on Facebook full blast? Like their yeah, volume yeah. on their phones and stuff are always full volume, so you just hear everything. Yeah, or your parents on the phone just screaming down the phone because they don't understand the phone does the work for them. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, I would like to give a shout out to the homie Bruno for, despite the fact that Conron, I mean, he hasn't been horrible to him, but like he's not been nice to him. He doesn't like him, but he instantly is like, okay, shit, you're in trouble. Let me help. Um, yeah. Shout out the homie Bruno. Absolute G. Um, so then we get like the phone call from Narkia going, um, do you know where Bruno is? I'm worried. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that kind of leads into what's going to be our conflict. Okay, cool. Kamran and Bruno are on the run from damage control. They need help. Yep. I adore the fact that her suit was actually made in Pakistan and her mum got it made for her. Yeah, agreed. I think that was beautiful. And the, um, like, there's so much detail in it that you can such tell. A nice suit. Like, the patterning and stuff is clearly taken from, like, Pakistani materials and their clothing and stuff. Yeah. So they really so, put thought into so it. So nice. So, so nice. Um, although it doesn't look like as armored as the one that was used in the promotion work, which is really interesting to me. I feel like the promotion one... It looked they, like really metally and armoured, didn't it? I think what they they did on the promotion stuff, though, is they mixed a bit of that, like, one that Bruno made, maybe? Because that maybe. seemed more armoury. It seems maybe. like... Because they would... Obviously, they don't... They kind of want to keep the... Yeah. So the, I feel like they've, like, had alternate suits that they use for promo and stuff just to... Yeah, throw quite people possibly. Off. Um... So then we get like the really fun and funny, and I don't, I like, I mean, I'll get onto people's criticism of Thor being a comedy in a minute, but it was just a really fun, funny scene of them in the school, like setting up their plan, and her brother just appearing out of nowhere, like, Mum sent me to help, killed me. <laughs> really, really funny. It was like, Mum said I had to come help. Well, also, let's not forget the just before that, when she's going to find. There's all the stuff that happens at the at the mosque. Oh yeah, at the mosque again, brilliant. So um, also they, they, they burst open the door and everyone's just got their ID ready. Yeah, brilliant. and they're like, "This is not our first rodeo." Um, but also like something you might not—I don't know if you picked up on—but the once she gets the suit off her mum and she leaves, she's obviously running on a little platform thing through the air. Yeah, but it was great that she stopped at a red light. I thought that was funny. Oh yeah. I would Very, just like, like Spider-Man vibes of like going through a city. One thing I did notice with that red light, there was a street sign on it. Did you see what it said? I didn't notice the street sign. It said Grove Street. Okay. Which was obviously the main street of, of San Andreas. And obviously the joke is if someone's a truly good person, oh, they follow the they follow the stoplights even when they're playing GTA. Oh yeah. I don't know. Maybe it maybe might not I'm be intentional. Misreading but... that, but that made me chuckle to myself. I was like, "Because she's such a good person, she'd even stop for a red light in GTA." Um, so, the thing I want to point out because, and I'm doing this because people slate Marvel a lot of the time for their CGI, especially Marvel's in the shows. To, Marvel's getting to the point where, whereas it used to be they could do no wrong, 
apparently now they can do no right. The digital, that whole thing of her running through the sky is a digital double. Yeah, and it looked clean as fuck. It was done amazingly. Like, as someone who obviously understands VFX, I obviously knew that's a digital double. You can there's there's slight tells, but that whole scene of her running through the sky and then the transition from her coming down to ground level was a clean transition to the actual actress. And I think, I think people give I, Marvel too much of a hard time for that VFX sometimes. I think if people knew how much of the Marvel films were actually CGI, mm -hmm. they would realise how good the CGI actually is. They focus on one or two weaker moments, not realising all the stuff they don't even realise is CGI. This was something I heard recently, and it was like, CGI in films is like, you are going for an A star, and anything less is classed as a failure, because people only notice the, 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 like, the 5 to 10% that might be slightly off. They don't notice the other 80 to 90% of VFX that are there and are done, done perfectly. And it's like do always you, trying to get an A star and well, it's just like impossible. Do you know what it reminds me of? Um, obviously I know you're not a big football guy, but in football it's like good goalkeepers or goalkeepers in general only get remembered for their mistakes. Yeah. Because that's what everyone talks about. Everyone expects a goalkeeper to save everything. When mm -hmm. they make a mistake that costs a goal, that's what everyone talks about. It's the exact same with VFX. Everyone focuses on the tiny little missteps. Yeah, they don't see the thousands of other VFX shots that yeah. they didn't even notice. They, they don't realise all that stuff that like, oh my god, that's such a nice scene. It's like, yeah, 80% less CGI as well. You just don't realise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I the episode was really, really good. Um, I thought it was I funny. Really the, enjoyed it. The, uh, it was the leaving the mask. It's like, quick, you need disguises. And he just puts two caps on them. The, the halal and haram fucking killed me. Yeah. But also, it's like, I feel like that's a bit of a throwback to the whole Steve Rogers just puts a cap on to, for a disguise. And it's yeah. like, it works. Well, here's the thing. Like, that that's really been joked about in the MCU before. Yeah. So, like, it was it was a really big thing of everyone going, oh, I wish Marvel would be a bit more realistic. A hat isn't a disguise. And then in Far From Home, you have a scene where Tom Holland walks across and in the background, Jake Gyllenhaal walks across with a hat on. And, mm. like, one in ten people even noticed that shot in the cinema. I was one of them people. No one will believe me saying that. I did notice Jake Gyllenhaal in the background, but loads of people didn't. Um, which is didn't. kind of them validating the, mm. yeah, a hat is a disguise. Yeah, people people don't pick up on it. So I thought that was a funny little, like, tie-in. Yeah. Um, but um, then, yeah, you get to the school and the... Um, Zoe, is that the popular girl's yeah. name? was there and she's like oh well i used the jeremy's got good lighting for tiktoks i'm like what the fuck and then, but then at that point i'm like holy shit this is like the worst nightmare in my head this is like the worst nightmare for a superhero because so many people now know who she is yeah as long as came around the corner i, I, I turned to jenna i was like kamala's really shit at secret identity yeah <laughs> i was like because everyone we know from, like, Batman and Spider-Man, it's like, they're all trying to keep their secret identity, and then this just feels like she's just telling everyone. <laughs> Do you know what I think it's going to play into in the end? It's going to play into everyone in the community knows that she's uh, Miss Marvel, mm, but it's an understanded thing that no one says a word. Yeah, and they protect her. Outside the community, no one knows. Inside the community, everyone knows, but, like, fuck are they giving her up? Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, is beautiful and very realistic. Oh, yeah. Very realistic. Um, okay, I can't delay anymore. We need to talk about the end. Okay. So we get post credit our... scene end. 
No, no, no. The end of the actual show, not even the post credit scene. Okay. That makes me think you haven't picked up on what I'm about to say. I don't know. Now go. Oh, shit. Bruno talking to her at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, up. that thing. Oh, okay. I'm, yes. I do yeah. know what you're did, on about. Did, did you get what that was? Yeah. Okay, so obviously in the comics, she's an inhuman. Yep. And everyone lost their shit when she wasn't going to be an inhuman. Uh, she was going to have cosmic-based powers. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I mean, we all know inhumans are just B-Tech mutants. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they've gone and made her the first mutant, the first confirmed mutant in the MCU, haven't they? Yeah. So, yeah, I, so, coming, yeah, so I saw that. Sorry, I thought you were on about, like, post-credit yeah, we'll scene when you... Okay, yeah, um, that whole thing... I was like, because so I'm it got so to happy. the it got to the end, and she obviously still has the bangle on, and I was like, oh, Connor's prediction was wrong. She isn't going to lose the bangle and be using her powers about it. And then the, that was mentioned. I was like, oh, this is it. He's going to explain that like she doesn't need it, and then it it doesn't happen. So that's obviously. Um, I mean, if she's a mutant, she shouldn't need it. No, I don't um, think she does, and I think the yeah, post credit scene be... kind of so, confirmed okay. that. We'll, we'll get into that in a second. We'll get, yeah. Me and Jenna have different opinions on that, and neither of us considered the other ones. And I'm going to put them both forward because they're okay. both very viable. Um, but yeah, did you also notice the little bit of music that got played? Did you pick up on that? No. So when he said you've got a mutation, mm-hmm. they started playing the X Men '97 theme song. Ah, very uh, smart. Just like very short snippet. Um. So yeah, so the X Men. I mean, mutants are here. We've well, yeah, I, I got that, and I saw obviously every, people were freaking a bit out about that and being like, yeah. "Oh, we're gonna finally get X Men in the MCU." Yeah, I I'm gonna say it now. People on the internet, I've not seen any of it yet. People on the internet are gonna hate the fact that she's the first mutant purely because she's not white. Um, because despite the fact that the mutants have always been an allegory for marginalized groups. People hate it when the X-Men aren't white. <laughs> it's like you're right next to the point and you keep fucking missing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I oh, do you know what I'd love now? I'd love if her first introduction to the X-Men is through Deadpool. Because he I'm has so the, here for it. if he because he has so the connection to it. them already, doesn't he? Imagine yeah, yeah. he like stumbles across her or something. And he's like, oh, I should probably tell you to go see these other guys. <laughs> but it's um, it's really interesting because obviously there's been lots of discussions about how they're going to do the X Men and with like mutations. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, surely someone would have been found by now. Blah blah blah. So it's going to be interesting to see how that continues to be played off. I'm wondering then if have, have this goes been here in secret. Well, no, if this goes back to because da- we don't know a mu- m- that much about damage control and what they've already been doing. Yeah. And if you remember back to like. I think it was either the first or second episode when I think it was the first one when they are in the police station. He's like, we haven't seen people with these abilities before, whether they have already hunted other mutants and have some in their prison. Yeah. I'm really interested to know what's going on. Okay. This brings us to a post credit scene. Yes. So as I've just said, me and Jenna both took this two different ways. So I'll give you my version. And then I'll give you Jenna's version. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get your version and see who you line up with. Mm -hmm. So my thought was, 
the obviously I've said in the comics her power wasn't cosmic based her body physically stretched and changed and one of the first things in she did with her powers was make herself look like Captain Marvel so I took that as her mutation pushing through and it unlocking her her mutant abilities not her her nor abilities which caused her to change and look like Captain Marvel however Jenna made a fucking excellent point when we see Captain Marvel, she's looking around the room very confused. And Jenna's like, oh, I thought that something happened and they just switched places. So that is actually Carol Danvers in her bedroom, which is why she freaks out. She's like, why am I in a strange place and why is there posters of me mm -hmm. everywhere? What did you take it as? Okay, I'm more like Jenna. So okay, I... Cool. So when I so, so it was me reaching looking for something I wanted to happen. I think a little bit. I Okay, cool. Because of how she reacted in the room, I didn't get the sense that it was Kamala transformed into I got so the way I also, sorry, sorry, one second, one second. Okay. Shout out the comic book actor at Captain Marvel suit, by the way. Mm-hmm. I like. It's very good. Um, so immediately so the way my brain took it, and this is, you've got to remember, so at the end of Shang-Chi, we saw them as a little group, and they were trying to figure out where the Ten Rings had come from. And it was somewhere deep in space, there was like some ping, it was like pinging something. And Carol Danvers was there, and she was like, well, I'll try and have a look on my end, wherever the fuck she was at that time. When Kamala sat on the bed... My reaction to what the bangle started doing was like, oh, it's like a beacon. I was like, something's oh. called because it was it was diff it was doing something different than we'd mm. seen. And I was like, either something's calling it or something's pinging it. And I took it as that, and then whatever was at the other end was Captain Marvel, and whatever she did caused them to switch places, places. And that was why it was like a weird time warp sort of thing happened so that's how i took it and i feel like season two or what whatever it's what she's going to be back in the marvels uh, the marvels yeah next year so i think in that series no film film um maybe they'll be figuring out where the fuck they just swapped from or yeah. but yeah that's how i took it so that could mean that Kamala it's, it's is opening up fucking anywhere. And this could link it with the Ten Rings if uh, Captain Marvel was looking for the Ten Rings and trying to find something out there, which could confirm that the bangle and the Ten Rings is similar tech. Um, who knows where Kamala is in the universe? Yeah, stuff they've is just starting to line up. And Kevin's little comment about the next couple of months should clarify some stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now it's just giving us more questions. But, I mean, there's going to come a moment in the not-too-distant future where we go, ah! Yeah. All that shit from before now makes sense. Yeah. There's going to be a film or a series where everything just goes... Mm -hmm. Can we also... Now, we've talked about the stuff at the end that you were dying to talk about. Can we go back to that final fight scene? Yes. Because I feel like... Fucking sick. It was sick, and you also finally saw... Kind of how you always described 
uh, Kamala's yeah, powers are. beginning. Yeah, it's just she imagines something and it sort of she becomes it sort of thing. She kind of did that and it was like she grew, she had like stretch, she her limbs were stretched and stuff. And like she finally was kind of, you could see that she'd finally got the hang of her powers and what her capabilities were. And that whole fight scene was so much fun. And a little like, I liked, because we, we said last week, we were worried, we didn't know, there was so many different things we felt they had to kind of tie up a bit. One being, are Cameron and Kamala going to be enemies? Are they going to be mad with each other? Like, what the hell was going on there? It seems like I was right in the sense that Cameron's mum sacrificed herself to close the rift, but un- unintentionally then put that into Cameron. Yeah. To which, obviously, he had no fucking clue and couldn't control it. And I liked how it started off with them on the same side, but then it f- she was forced to tell Cameron what had happened. Yeah. And that it kind, was of... kind of... a little bit of an internal conflict while they yeah. both still wanted the same thing. It was like, I want to have an argument right now, but we're a bit busy. Yeah, sort of thing. And him, act- like, when he launched that car at her, but then it went over, and he was like, oh, shit, I fucked up. So yeah. that thing of, like, I'm An not uncontrollable amount yeah. of power. They really sold that he was like having a very internal struggle in that moment mid fight, which is not what you need. No, really. Also, isn't. found it interesting that the damage control woman went against the superior guys. It's like he obviously wants damage control to kind of work more in the secret yeah in the dark and they have like an image to upkeep where she's definitely more rebellious i think she might come back through different means of being like Mm -hmm. a bad guy yeah and damage control is going to be more like okay we'll leave you be because we know you're actually doing stuff for good yeah i agree the whole fight scene then her helping him get out like breaking a hole in the ground he disappears it's um, very very cool i enjoyed it so much i also like that the uh all the community obviously was there and they came around and then the cops lined up and then they all turned around and faced damage control i get the fuck out of here yeah it, it was it was definitely good much enjoyment um but i think that covers everything that happened in the episode yeah, overall I, like I, I, I thought it was great as we said at the beginning yeah. the finale felt like one of the best finales it felt, like it felt like it fit it felt like they actually managed to tie up a lot of those story ends that we were were unsure about without rushing any of them yeah it was it was nice to see it done properly um but it came at the expense of previous episodes yeah but at the same time i don't think that matters because look at us now we're we're so focused mm. on the finale that i don't really remember the exact things that felt rushed or anything earlier on so it's like it kind of all works out. I know what you um, I mean, this kind of ties into. I know we'll get on to four, but you mentioned it before we start recording about the fact that She Hawk's now going to be yeah, nine, nine episodes. episodes. I, which, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see or hear about this, but now I'm seeing reports that apparently it's nine episodes. Did I don't know if we missed this I at the beginning. I assumed it was going to be it's six, just, but apparently it's nine, which might finally address. The issues, the issues we've been saying and it yeah. kind of lines up with what i was saying which was like we're now kind of getting to two years into disney plus past their like mm-hmm. first planned set of like shows yeah. 
maybe I, now they've realized it needs to be nine i feel like they're giving they're going to start being more flexible on like show length and get let the shows yeah. do their thing make make the show be the length it needs to be not the length you want it to be yeah um yeah so hopefully she hulk going up to nine episodes solves the pacing issues we've seen in all of the disney plus shows um yeah. while still being entertaining and enjoyable yeah hopefully um four yes it, it's been mixed reviews as fuck on the internet i'm just gonna mm -hmm. come out and say it taika waititi does not fucking miss all right so because i've so i only saw this last night classic classic horizontal behavior um, you just wanted it to be fresh in the mind it's so good plan. <laughs> yeah this is what i was saying the other day to my mate i was like oh i need to go watch four and he's like oh because i was explaining i keep forgetting and i was like actually no it's just smart thinking it's fresh in the mind for the episode and i wish that was the case it's not it's just i forget but um obviously this whole week i've done my best to avoid any spoilers the odd thing is like showing up on my feed of like people saying i've seen one person was like uh i don't think it was that great of a film then someone else is like oh that was an amazing film i loved it so i was like it, hmm. it's very hit or miss for people yeah yeah, you've got to like Tyker's style. You've got to like to just the unbridled, trying to be funny at all times. Yeah, um, but which, I like, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Um, I guess so. Getting into it, it's like the only thing that kind of I, I love the film overall. The one part of it that I was like, eh, this feels off, was the opening bit with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Something really? about that I, thought that. I thought that set the tone quite nicely. Yeah, it did. But there was just, I don't know what it, like, whether it was just some of the certain interactions, I was just like, eh, this doesn't feel. Whether because we were do, thrown straight into and we haven't. Do, do you think it might have been because they maybe didn't shoot enough footage so they didn't have, like, enough to really flesh that bit out? Possibly. I feel like it could have done with a bit more of them, like, being a team together. Because it kind of just felt like they were a team and then it was over so quick. Yeah. Like, we didn't see any of them actually just being, like, four with them. Which I get. They were, like, jumping ahead in time from things. Yeah. That no, was the, I, that was I, the only I, little bit. That was the, only, the um, only little bit. But then it's like, after that, I didn't, like, I loved the whole thing. I loved everything else after that. So, I mean, Tessa Thompson, Natalie Portman, Chris Hemsworth. Mm -hmm. phenomenal performances as well as christian bale mm -hmm. i thought they were all excellent in their role i don't think anyone can criticize their acting if you don't like the film that's fine their acting was still brilliant oh yeah if you don't like the film it's an issue you've got with the script and the direction not with their performances Agreed. um i'd like even if you don't like the film i don't think you can say any of them did a bad job if you no. don't like the film i feel like it's the only valid criticisms for a person would be their preference of the over like the style and stuff yeah you're just now a huge fan of yeah. uh Takiti's what style the only real criticism i've seen that i kind of agree with but at the same time wasn't a big issue for me personally was gore the god butcher we didn't really get to see him butcher any gods i have that literally as a note i put yeah. i loved gore i just wish we could have seen him killing some of the gods yeah and i completely agree especially bearing in mind the runtime was quite short based on what we've got used yeah. to they could have given us five minutes of him cutting shit up. Um, don't get me wrong. For me personally, it wasn't too big of an issue because I could still 
finds him being a genuine threat, but it is at the same time an invalid criticism. Yeah, I feel like it, knowing as well that they had filmed a bunch of things with Gore and other gods makes me feel like they have those scenes. And they decided not to use them. Whether they just didn't feel like they fit properly or they just weren't happy with what they did film. Um, who knows? But like, I, yeah, I do feel it would have been nicer, that little bit nicer to have some of those, early, like at the start of the film, him killing more than just that one god, the sun god that yeah. he worshipped or used to worship. Because then it kind of adds to the threat of, oh, he's hunting the gods down now. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I thought it was amazing. I thought the fight scenes in the negative zone. Oh, yeah. Were gorgeous. Just the occasional splash of colour when like something so, happened. So smartly so cool. done. And it was funny because it's like, as soon as they arrived there, I was like, oh, that's why there's the black and white scenes in the trailer. And it made like total sense now. And I yeah, the, have the use of... Gone. I was just going to say, like you said, the use of colour... And the, the choice of being like uh, the orange, yellow, and blue were such strong colours to like sh really help show what was going on in the fight and stuff. I do have one very large complaint, though. Oh. In the trailer, we saw a scene of what I assume now was the fight at the God City where Valkyrie uh, licked her, the blood off of her sword, and we didn't get that in the final cut. Oh. And um, I am finding, filing a complaint. Um, well, they how that didn't make the final cut is beyond me, and I'm actually a bit disgusted. The fight in um, Omnipotence, that place. Om Om Omnipocity. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it was, yeah. Um, I, I wonder if that wasn't in there, because if you paid attention, when they were fighting the guards, it wasn't... They were just like evaporating into gold. Yeah, but they were leaving the goldy kind of blood stuff on the blades. Because it was all over their uh, body at the end of the True, true, it was. I was going to say, maybe um, they just changed the direction on like having blood or not. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway. Could have been I mean, a rate. Like, it could have also been because they wanted to show Chris Hemsworth, but if they also showed blood and other things, it bumped the rating past a threshold. Yeah, maybe. Because you're usually only allowed, like, so many scenes on, like... Um, I, I thought that was brilliant. I thought um, Russell Crowe as Zeus was fucking brilliant. I really enjoyed it. I uh, I saw a really great... Because he does, like, a modern sort of Greek accent. Yeah. And I saw a thing online which was, like, kind of makes sense if he's a modern Greek god why he doesn't care about the people anymore. Because if you look to greece now no one worships the greek gods anymore so it makes sense like why he's such a i don't care about the people anymore because he has no one that worships him yeah um but um, i love really that city cool. that city visually as an artist looks stunning i love the design style of that godly. place yeah it looked exactly what you would expect for like the gods party city the vegas for the gods um I loved seeing all the different gods. Mm-hmm. Really, me, really cool. Like, one sec, one sec. Did you get the joke for Korg's god? Did you spot it? Yes. That he's on yes. on the Iron Throne. Game of, of Thrones reference. Made of scissors. Because Rock always beats scissors. brilliant. It made me laugh. It was so, so good. Um, I also love the dumpling god. 
because of just yeah. the harsh so contrast cute. of just suddenly there's this dumpling god. Yeah, <laughs> they really, almost really look like animated esque, which obviously we know from Doctor Strange, like they went through an animated universe, so it kind of plays into that sort yeah. of like visual style. Is like, oh yeah, we're fine with that now. Um, yeah, but yeah, I was like, I tried to. I recognize like Aztec gods and like Mayan gods because of when I've been to Mexico, like those, that design language. There was a giant serpent dragon in gold, which I'm wondering if is, I don't know if it's the same one from Shang-Chi or if it's the actual, another like related god that's like linked with the Shang-Chi sort of world. There was obviously the celestials were there. I don't know which ones they were. But no, it was just two generic looking celestials. Um, I'm trying um, to think who else there was. Cool. I think that was all I can remember. Like, that stood out. There was so many. Um, I I, en- I enjoyed the running joke of Stormbreaker being jealous. Yes, the whole and like... Just, like creeping into scene and like giving him a dirty look. The personification of Mjolnir and Stormbreaker in this film make make or break the film for me personally. I, I think it was so well done. It was so well done, and it, like, adds to that whole playfulness. And that, like, yes, these are weapons, but actually they are, like, special weapons. Like, they're not just your ordinary. They're, they shows yeah, that they have... connections. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, that was that was great. And, like, when he poured the beer on it, and he was like, here, have your first drink. <laughs> yeah. But that, that, correct me if I'm wrong, like, in the comments, is that not, like, quite a Viking tradition, though? That they would bathe their weapons in I, alcohol well, after a successful like pillaging. Most most likely, I think there was so much like um, celebratory feasts and stuff. They probably yeah. did like pour beer and ale over themselves and over the weapons. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what else. I actually wasn't expecting for to throw the lightning rod through Zeus. No, that that's. That surprised me as well. I like. I got that he wasn't gonna help, but yeah, I wasn't expecting him to just straight up. And I, in that moment, I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" Is like, are we about to have gods fighting gods? Like a real big fucking fight. God on god, god on god warfare. Um, I also love the the screaming goats were so funny. See, this is the thing that the screaming goats decides whether oh, this is okay. your style of film or not. If you like the st- screaming goats, this is your film. If you don't like the screaming goats, you're not gonna like the film. Okay, that that I makes that's like a good. I yeah, think that's like, like an easy way to know. If yeah. you don't find every time you hear the goats scream in the distance funny, you're not gonna like the film. Do, do you not. know what I think it is? It now this I could be totally off with this. But it might be a generational thing of Zuma humor. Loud is no, funny. <laughs> well, no, no, not if, well. I'm not a Zoomer. Do you know what I think it is? Do you not remember the vines with the Taylor Swift song and the goat screaming? <laughs> and it's like people that saw the, like were that era and enjoyed that meme are going to enjoy like they find screaming goats funny because of that. Yeah, man. because that's I mean... exactly where my brain went when they were screaming. <laughs> There's no doubt that this film is divisive amongst the fan base. Um, mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I get right. This isn't everyone's style of film. Um, me and you personally fucking love it. Um, but I understand some people aren't going to like it. 
it doesn't make it a bad film just because you don't no. like it, though. Oh, no. Um, don't get me wrong, there were some missteps, but, I mean, no film is perfect. And at the end of the day, these films aren't supposed to be, like, pushing cinema forward. They're supposed to be fun films where you're invested in the characters and you care. I mean, have I mean, try and have fun. Like, even at the core of it, like, the Marvel fans should be very happy in the fact that they kept Lady Thor true to why she became Thor. Uh, Mighty Thor. Sorry, Mighty Thor. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, um, like, they, they like, because obviously we did the, the character profile on her. And yeah, My- Mighty Thor's story was the same. Gore the God Butcher's story was the same. Yeah. Also, like, they stayed did, true to the key points. Did, did you spot who was playing uh, Gore's daughter? No, but I felt like I recognized... Chris Hemsworth's daughter. Oh, so I probably just recognized her from, like, pictures that she's been in with him. So, I, as stuff. we were leaving the cinema, I was like, I'm 99% sure that Gore's daughter is actually Thor's daughter, uh, Chris's daughter <laughs> in real life. Um, and I was like, and the re- and do you want to know, like, I felt like I'd seen her face before anyway, but I was also like, the shoes thing? Like, in, like, the It was too scene, real. It, I'm pretty sure in an interview before he said that his daughter was really bad for putting her shoes on. <laughs> that is good. So yeah, and I was like, the thing... so either they've taken that story and used it in the film, mm. or it was like a funny thing because it was his daughter. I mean, it also makes sense. Like that scene where he was being Uncle Four, like that whole "put your shoes on." As someone who like my sister has a little kid that's two, and it's like. That rebellious of like, no, I don't want to do it. Like it was so, it, it was so real and so like relatable to see. I mean, obviously, if it's his actual daughter, like yeah, they're gonna have that chemistry already. I also loved the 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 way it made it seem like they were at New Asgard and she was about to be going to like her first day of school. Yes. And then the door open and she's got Stormbreaker and they're like, let's go fuck up some bad yeah, people. Yeah, that was I was like, oh, he's getting ready to go to like. New school, and she's got to yeah. like, and then the door opens, and it's just a battlefield. I was like, "Oh, she's going to fall school." <laughs> and and the fact that that like the love and thunder gets played into it like mm. that, beautiful. Um, oh, I also loved when they were going to, like the I forget what they called the place in the, the center of everything. The negative zone. No, not the negative zone. Where they went to, Gore oh, okay. was trying to get. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember the name oh, of it now. Oh, by the way, um, that was a comic accurate depiction of Eternity, them statues. Eternity, by the way. that was it. Eternity is literally God. And not like God in the sense of like Thor is the God and stuff. I mean, mm. God as in when creator you believe in that one being that is the creator of everything. Yeah, that's Eternity. Yeah. Um, I loved the way, uh, the whole thing of Thor giving the kids power. Like force yes. power, and he was like, a lot of people hated it. I fucking what? loved it. I, I thought, thought it was great because yeah. I was like, he's getting these kids to get all these weapons. I was like, this is just going to be a bloodbath. Like, I was like, <laughs> what? Like, what is he expecting to happen here? Is he just like trying to morale boost them or something? And then he's like, tells, he's like, give them the power. They are worthy. Give them the power for for the time being, <laughs> just for a little I, while. I personally love the teddy bear with laser eyes. Yes. Yes, because everyone had, like, a weapon, and she's just there with a yeah. teddy bear, and I was like, oh, she, this, she was just, this is going to go she wrong. She was just so scared she couldn't move, so she was clutching her teddy bear. And then became, like, laser-eyed teddy bear. Yeah. I, I love that. So good. Also loved... It was uh, so good. 
Heimdall's son Axel, how he's like he's becoming the new Heimdall. Like he yeah. he's getting his powers, and that's gonna obviously play into the future. He's gonna be useful in the future for being able to yeah, like travel for travel around again. Yeah. Um, um else? Obviously, we got Hercules in one of the post credit scenes. I lost my shit. Because <laughs> obviously we've um, talked about Hercules in so much. Yeah, like, we've talked we about so ahead of the curve. We were like, we I was like, I'd love to see Hercules. We've done him in our superhero showdowns. I even joked about I'd like to play Hercules. Yeah. And then the first post credit scene, there's like Zeus is alive, and I'm like, oh shit, Zeus isn't dead. He's being Who's healed. He talking to. And then I was like, of course he's not dead. He's a god. Like it was like, why am I surprised? And then he's. I thought he was just talking in general to the the women around him. Yeah. And then he's like, go hunt. Um, Make down, him fall from the sky. Yeah. And it pans yeah. over and immediately I went, oh shit, it's Hercules. <laughs> I'm, I'm really not sure about the casting choice though. The guy's face yeah. just didn't look right. I, I wondered if, I mean, the lighting of that scene was a bit odd and it might yeah. not. They, they were obviously trying to reveal it, but not fully reveal Hercules in a way. Um, so it might have been the lions to lay it down a bit on that. It, I, yeah. I, what do you mean? It did feel like I was like, oh shit, it's Hercules. Like, but very it did... comic accurate suit though. Yes, and he had his mace. Yeah. Um. um he look. He look. He, he, I mean, the costume itself looked good. It was just the face didn't quite look right. But um, I mean, it might be because all this time I've been imagining your face. <laughs> and just a big beard or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that could change. Um, so. I'm not gonna lie though. Like, obviously. I don't think you'd have been able to keep it a secret from me. Oh, like if 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 you would have rocked up, to can you imagine? Scene and not told me, I might have killed you. Can, yeah, and can you? I also <laughs> thought this one. I was like, I was like, imagine it was me, and I hadn't <laughs> gone to any premieres, hadn't told you, and I even went the night like I left it to like a Wednesday night to go see my own film or something that I'm gonna be in. You would have been so mad if I was just like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I actually oh, don't. I almost forgot. Thanks for reminding me. Well, no, the <laughs> thing is, you would have, like, we wouldn't have waited. Like, I might wait till yesterday to watch it, but, like, after you'd seen that, if it had been me, I know for a fact you would have been mess spamming me, being like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I, I, do you know what I would have been doing before that? I'd have been fucking spoiling it for everyone on the internet and plugging the fuck out of the podcast. <laughs> By, by the way, the act playing Hercules has a uh, nerd podcast. <laughs> I feel like you'd be more mad at the fact, not that I didn't tell you, but that I didn't go to like premieres or get yeah. you to any pre- yeah, yeah, like yeah. for the content. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'd genuinely livid. Genuinely livid. Imagine somewhere in the world there's a, a multiverse where that happens. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, um, and then we got the second post credit scene. Of... Which I thought was gorgeous. Yeah. I... Do you know... So when she, when they're in the, that Bamala. like, wa... no, when they're in the water playing and Gore's make, Gore makes his wish or whatever and Thor yeah. goes back to Jane and she dies. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, she turns to dust and, I, and in my head, I was like, huh, I wonder if because she wielded Mjol- Mjolnir, I can't, I always struggle with saying Mjolnir. that. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Uh, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's her going to, because obviously she's not, she's not died in a human way. Like, I wonder if that was her going to Valhalla. Didn't think anything of it. And then we get the post credit scene, the second one, and she's in 
Valhalla. So Hull. it's really interesting. I've seen people complaining about that being an unnecessary post-credit scene, and then really? you've seen other people on the internet just going, "Hey, fuck faces! They're saying people suffering with cancer are warriors, you dickheads." Yeah, it's like that, <laughs> and it also that's like the first time we're seeing like Valhalla, which yeah. I saw a good point was that now adds in that all these gods are we we know from this this film that each god has their own set of people that worship them and they look after so every god's religion and everything about them is true which means there's a valhalla there's also hell there's and then there's over over one of these gods and whatever religion they have there is their realm of existence or whatnot um which i think is really cool also interested to see that means now that she's in Valhalla, whenever it comes to four, if he die, if Memsu decides to kill him and he ends up in Valhalla, they will be reunited. Mm -hmm. I also saw things Which... of uh, theories of wondering if Tony Stark's there in Valhalla I because mean, of what he did. In Norse mythology, he would be, but I don't know if you have to believe in it or if, like, so obviously. To get to Valhalla, you have to die in battle. Maybe everyone who dies in battle goes to Valhalla, whether they believed in Valhalla or not. Yeah, it was like a theory because of like because he fought alongside four and stuff and yeah. that. Whether he has ended up there, but well, I mean, I everyone said cool. that's why Thor wasn't seen crying at Tony's funeral because he wasn't sad for him because he got to go to Valhalla. Yeah, um, it's an interesting thing to think about. Um, um there was oh, this is reminding me. There's a point when they're walking along and when they get to Omnipotent City and he's like, they're yeah. pointing out gods and they say, oh, there's the god of carpentry. Do you know what the theory I've seen that is? That that's actually, it's referencing Jesus. Yeah. But it's like, I the mean, MCU, doesn't wanna, MCU doesn't want to explicitly say Jesus and all that because they know that that's opening a can of worms for yeah. certain people. Jesus being the god of carpentry is fucking brilliant as far as yeah. I'm concerned. I thought that was a great little like yeah, way yeah. of saying it without having to explicitly say it so they can deny it if they need to. <laughs> um, um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, Korg. Um, I, thought funny. Funny, I thought it was funny that like he died and then it was just his face. And it turned yeah. out the face is the only thing that's alive on there. <laughs> Also, the Dwayne the Rock joke. Yes, yes, I was going to say that he was there. Like he told us about how they make babies, and then they're there over a lava pool, and he's like, "I'm here with Dwayne," and I was like, "It's Dwayne the Rock. It's a joke." Yeah, Jen, Jen, Jen didn't get that joke. No, Jen, it I went straight over her head. I immediately I, I, I looked laughed. her in the eye, laughing, and she just stared at me like, "I don't get it." I was like, "Dwayne the Rock," and she was like, ah, 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 "Okay, go get it." I was like, "I was like, such, over your head. such a good little joke." Do yeah. you know what would have been better? If they got Dwayne the Rock Johnson to voice him, I mean, he didn't say anything, so there's nothing stopping. I him. thought didn't us? No, he didn't. So can you imagine he comes back? And they, that that was their way of being like Dwayne. Do you want to do you want to be in the MCU? Do you want to do you want to uh, be the voice of Look, voice of Dwayne of vo the Rock? Yeah, a bit of voice acting work. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, like I said, obviously the film is very divisive, but mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. So if it's not for you, it's not for you. But for me, fucking brilliant. Um, not as good as Ragnarok, let me be clear. Ragnarok is no. a fucking masterpiece. But it's definitely the second best Thor film. Yeah. Uh, did you um, see the thing about... Because um, obviously at the end of it, it says Thor will return. 
Yeah, Tyka and Chris had no idea. Yeah, they didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I which I thought was funny, but I take that as a pinch of salt because although they've said it, Tyka's also known to have a laugh with people. Um, so he might have exacerbated it slightly. I like think how little they knew. Yeah, I can't imagine they're saying Thor will return if Chris doesn't know that he's still under contract. Well, I also was thinking Thor returning doesn't ne- necessarily mean his own film. No, like, it doesn't. He, he could show up in something else. Yeah, exactly. He might just be in the next Avengers film. Or even, like, anything else. Like, it could be in yeah, any... Exactly. Like, he could rock up in a TV show now, apparently, because that's yeah. a thing. The the main characters yeah. are crossing into TV shows, so... Yeah, no, it's very, very enjoyable. Um, And I think that's all I've really got to say about it at this point. Um, Yeah, there's nothing else. If you like... enjoyed Ragnarok, if you've enjoyed any kind of Taika Waititi films, um, I suggest you give it a go. Because you'll probably enjoy it because it's very his style. Um, but I th- I saw a good comment about people who didn't like Multiverse of Madness don't like Sam Raimi's style, and because mm. they're allowing directors to put their own style on Marvel films now, you're going to get more films that are fifty fifty because yeah. the director's style is going to make or break it for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, so like they're Sam moving Raimi's away from style that style of like the cheesy horror film mm. is is make or break for some people. Yeah, they're they're moving away from the very strict Marvel style of a film so that they are becoming more standalone creative. Like each one's a bit more of its own, own film, which is obviously the right direction. But yeah, like you say, it's going to, some people are going to like certain films from one director, but maybe not the other. But I mean, overall they're all going to add to the story and they're all going to play a part. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. (laughs) But I think, that's everything because there's not really been any news no, as far as i know other than the thing like well. she hulk but we've already mentioned that uh but yeah i think we're into a superhero show now captain cold versus a death stroke bloodlusted neutral environment standard equipment only standard rules apply 18 Who you over. got? <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I'm breaking the 4-4 completely oh. here. On my second monitor right now, I've got the London Royal Ravens game. Okay. <laughs> I wondered why you were like... You did seem slightly distracted. I was like... Toronto were on 249 points in the hard point. Oh, no. And they had hill control. We've slid into contest, got the kills, got the last two points we needed to win. Holy oh, shit. That was icy as the... fuck. Shout out Cam Allen. <laughs> Cam Allen the goat. <laughs> Um, anyway, sorry, okay. back to what we're doing. Oh, all right, it's fine. <laughs> Captain Culver, Deathstroke, neutral environment, um, standard weapon, bloodlusted. This is really fucking tricky. Yeah. Deathstroke is OP as fuck in a one on one fight. However, the cold gun is pretty fucking strong. Yeah, that's the thing. Deathstroke's strongest in hand to hand. But does he just get turned twice and shattered before he even gets close enough? Exactly. It's like hand to hand means like he has no choice but to like deal with that ice gun and go through it. And it's like I know he's got armor and I know he's got like stamina boot like and yeah. But it's like I mean this ice gun is enough to cause the flash problems. Yeah, exactly. 
And also, like, Captain Cold is very intelligent, like I said, has to deal with the Flash on the regular. And also, we have to remember, Captain Cold avoids killing at all costs. So him becoming bloodlusted has a similar effect to a superhero becoming bloodlusted in they've got to be considered a lot more dangerous because normally they're pulling their punches. Yeah. I just... But at the same time, I can't vote against Deathstroke. <laughs> so I lean... In my head, I'm leaning towards Captain Cold because I just find it hard to see a way how, like, Deathstroke gets anywhere close long enough in hand-to-hand -hand combat range yeah. to kill Captain Cold. Like, I don't yeah, see how he... Because, like, even if he gets there, as he's being, like, blasted with it, and it's like, it's, he gets a couple of hits. Like, I don't see him... He, he's not going to be able to resist it long enough to actually get any killing blows in, as far as I am concerned. Yeah. And it's really tricky, because I know the comments are going to eat us alive for going against Deathstroke. But in the the scenario we set out, I don't see him getting close enough, quick enough. No. And it's like, the only way the Deathstroke would win this fight is if he can disarm Captain Cold before, like, like somehow disarms him, either by breaking it, the, the okay. weapon, it's or... Reminder, he deals with the Flash regularly, well, and yeah. the Flash doesn't even disarm him that often. Exactly. So, like, there's really... It sounds simple, but it's really no, no, yeah, yeah. To pull off. Um, like, I'm, I'm gonna back your gut feeling of Captain Cold on this. Yeah, I think it's like, it's one of those. Where I, it's like, there's a 0.01% chance Deathstroke disarms Cold, and he wins in those those chances. If he doesn't disarm him, he just can't. It is as simple as I cannot confidently say that he's gonna be able to. Um, Consistently disarm him. Let's look at it this way. The easiest way to put it Would the Flash beat Deathstroke? I mean, yes. Does the Flash you know struggle with Captain Cold? I know. Does the Flash <laughs> struggle with Captain Cold? Okay. Yes. I mean, yes, but you've also got to remember Captain Cold not always has a team with him as well. So it's not just Captain oh, yeah. Cold he struggles with, it's the Still. Role. But, but he... yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I don't take your point. In which case, Deathstroke stands no chance. Like. Okay. I'll back it. You so, want to comment me? Comment, free, comment me. Yeah, feel free to tell us how fucking wrong we are and how Deathstroke's OP and blah, 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 blah. I think in the scenario we've laid out, we have to give it to Captain Cold. Um, and I think that about wraps us up. Sorry it's not our two-hour episodes that you might have come accustomed to. <laughs> I don't know, it's still an hour and 25, so... Yeah, it's still been a decently thick boy. A finale. Actually, what, a, what a great actually, finale episode. <laughs> We're definitely going to have to think up actual content for next week, Corey. Ah, oh, yeah. Wait. So wait, that's <laughs> that's something. When's the next thing out? Um, is it? So we got DC Life Super Pets. Oh yeah, I'm out waiting to see like what you weeks. think of that. I'm I'm definitely going to go see it. it looks I know like you it's going to be funny. Um, and then I think the next thing after that, I believe, is She Hulk at the beginning of August. Okay, so we've got like, and then Andor at the end of August. So like, we've only got a couple of weeks to get through. In all honesty. Which, um, let's you know be honest, what? is one week because the week after we'll be like, well, what's going to happen in She-Hulk? What yeah, do we exactly. think? So it's, it's not um, too bad. Um, Marvel's I'm, I, still haven't, I still haven't watched any more than episode one of Umbrella Academy. <laughs> so I'll probably binge that this week and we can talk about that next week. Have you watched Stranger Things yet? 
No, I haven't. D -d -d Hurry, you don't even. Strange Things is putting movie-length episodes out, as well as four seasons to already catch up on. You've not caught up on the boys. You can fucking do one. Yeah, but I've watched Stranger Things, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. I, I've actually forgot to say, I think. Oh, no, I might remember to say. We're past 100 subscribers now. Um, we're growing nice and steadily. But if you do enjoy it, please mm -hmm. consider sharing us to other people you think might enjoy it. Um, feel free to tweet us out. I mean, we'll respond. We're, we're not we're not big stuck-up stuck up YouTubers yet. Get your interactions while you can. <laughs> exactly. Also, let, let us know if you think Marvel should have casted me as Hercules. Yeah, I mean, I know you've only really seen Hori's face, but he's also nine foot tall and has muscles as big as Hercules IRL. Um, he that. wouldn't have even needed to go to the gym. He's huge. I'll take um, that. So yeah, um, thank you for hanging out. Like, subscribe, all the good mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and we will catch you next week. We'll see you next week.